bless your name. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, we worship you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, when you think about his goodness. Say, call your baba You realize how great this God that we serve is. Hallelujah. No one like you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise your name. Praise your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Speak to us, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise your name. You may be seated. Praise you, Jesus. I want you to hang on to those last words of that message you just received. You, we are God's people. He is our God. Don't ever forget that. Hang on to that. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Well, I noticed, and I had to put a note here on my notes not to forget this again, but I noticed that when uh, Meg was presenting the, the young people in Bible quizzing, and she had all the young people stand up who were involved in quizzing, and Cassandra's up in the in the audio room, you know, I'm sure she was standing up, but she's like, nobody can see me, right? <laughs> which reminded me, however, that I've been wanting to thank Cassandra. When you guys acknowledge, because Cassandra's been holding down AV pretty much solo for many months, and she's real rookie, right? <laughs> Meaning she kind of came in and just hit the ground running, and it's the people you don't see. You know, sometimes we see, and I know we've acknowledged the young people who've been up here on the music team, but you see them, so it's easy to acknowledge them, but sometimes it's the people behind the scene that never get any acknowledgement. So I wanted to thank Cassandra for holding that down. I also want to you know, recognize her for being a part of that Bible quizzing team. She has done an amazing job. Yeah. The rookie's pretty good, right? So I wanted to make sure she got some props today. But today I want to speak to you about something that is nothing groundbreaking. 
nothing very profound. It's something very foundational as people of God. That's what I said to you today. Remember the end of that, right? That we are God's people and he is our God. I want to speak to you today about our need to remember. Tenny, you can put my title slide up. About our need to remember. And, you know, God knows who he's working with. <laughs> you know, he, he knows human. He created us. He knows what our nature is like. And so um, we as a people need to make a concerted effort to remember. And so I'm going to go way back. And today I'm going to let the scripture speak mostly. I know you find it hard to believe because, you know, Steve said little talks fast, but I also talk a lot. Which I realize that I make myself tired talking. <laughs> the only other person who exhausts me more is Caleb than myself. You know, C- Caleb makes coffee nervous, right? Anybody, anybody, right? You know, he's talking to you the whole time. He's just like, and I'm like, man, slow down. You know, he, he's on it. And, and so, you know, uh, whoo, sorry, bro, it's the truth. You, you got to put skates on to keep up with him. He's just all over the place. But, but uh, I'm going to let the scriptures mostly speak today. And so I'm going to go way back. I'm going to start in Deuteronomy. And Moses is speaking to the children of Israel. And he's giving them uh, the commands of the Lord. And in the midst of giving him the commands of the Lord, he makes this statement. Uh, and he's, he's, he's encouraging them. He's, he's, he's giving them some, some perspective here. Right? He's, he's reminding them. Remember reminding, right? He's reminding them about how good they have it. And in this, he says, yes, I'm reading from my favorite translation, the message. Uh, What other great nations has gods that are intimate with them the way way God, our God, is with us? Always ready to listen to us. So we know that those other gods, they really don't exist. Right? But the people around them, the, 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 you know, the, the pagan nation, they, they believed that these other gods were legit. But these gods were somewhere far off. These gods weren't talking with them. We know that, right? Something that doesn't exist can't talk, can't communicate. But that was their thinking. But, but Moses said, our God is intimate with us. We got a good uh, example of that this morning. Here we are, these little folk again. I know I say it all the time in Newark, Delaware. This little, no, you know, most people, you know, you say, I live in Delaware. They go, where is that? Right? <laughs> You know, even though we're right in the middle of this, you know, East Coast hub, it's just Delaware is not a place you go to unless you know somebody there, that kind of thing. You know, there's not no, there's not, uh, there's no big tourist attractions here in Delaware that people come to. So you got to have a reason to come here. But God knows exactly where it is. Not only does he know where Delaware is, but he knows where Newark is, and he knows where Newark UPC is, and he knows where your pew is, I believe, right? You know, we're, we're creatures of habit, right? We tend to have a, he knows who's here today. And he just gave us an example of how intimate he is. That right now there are big things happening in the world. But yet he inhabits our praises. He's an example of this intimate God that Moses is talking about. He said he's always ready to listen to us. And what other great nation has rules and regulations as good and fair as the revelation that I'm sending, that I'm setting before you today? These, these commands, if you will. The, 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 these other gods demanded crazy things, like child sacrifice, like horrible things, you know, things that didn't make any sense. And he's saying, did you pay attention to these rules, these commands that God has given us? They're, 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 they're fair. God was, gave great detail about being fair to one another, things, things like that. Just make sure you stay alert. So why you got all this goodness happening? Make sure you stay alert and keep watch over yourselves. Don't forget anything that you have seen. 
Remember, the Israelites had been through a lot of things. They've been through a lot. He said, don't you forget it, right? We need to remember. And don't let your heart wander off. Stay vigilant as long as you live. How long? As long as you live. Now, remember, the scripture is for all things. God, God is not so small that he can just say something to one people and only apply it to them, right? This, stay vigilant as long as you live. Teach what you have seen and heard to your children and to your grandchildren. And I had a perfect setup for this message today. We had these young people up here. There's a concerted effort being made to teach the word of the Lord to our children and to our grandchildren. So, so we're carrying out uh, in various ways. Not that, that's not the only way to do it. But here we have an example of how this church is coming alongside families. And we are taking this thing seriously because this thing that not only do we need to know, but we need to pass it down. And it takes a lot of repetition. right? It takes remembering. It takes going after. It takes being delivered to, to be able to pass this down. And that day when you stood before God, your God at Horb, God said to me, assemble the people in my presence to listen to my words so that they may learn to fear me in holy fear as long as they live on the land. And then they will teach these same words to their children. Why? Wow, we got to remember. We also have examples in the scriptures where, where uh, God's ways were not taught to the next generation. And the people forget they got so far from me, God, because nobody was remembering. Nobody was making a concerted effort to pass this down. Nobody was being deliberate about it. And so if we remember who we are, and if we remember who our God is, then we will realize that our entire being is a testimony. Right? God said that he desired Israel to be a nation of priests, and that they'd be an example to these, to these surrounding areas. Right? You guys, we, us, however you want to put that, right? we are God's chosen. We are his beloved. We need to remember that. And if we remember that he's our God and that we're his children, then our whole life will be dedicated to him and to his mission. I want you to, you know, I got to bring it. I always got to bring it real, real where we live. When you're going about your everyday life, when you're doing what you do, are you remembering that you're a child of the king? And does that remembering affect how you operate each day? Does that remembering govern your conversation? Does that remembering govern how you care for your neighbor, for your coworkers, for that boss you can't stand? Did I say that? Somebody can't stand their boss in here. I didn't plan that. <laughs> you know, for that coworker that just works your nerves, for that situation. Are you remembering? Because, see, when you remember... Man, your walk is different. How you deal with people is different. You realize it's not the person. Right? You remember that these people are precious. These people were created in God's image. And these people, these people you know, whoever, the people we contact, God loves them. And I don't know about you, but I want to love what God loves. Right? I want to think the way he thinks. I want to see the, what thing he, the things he, uh, I want to see things the way he sees things. I want to put on that mind of Christ. But in order for you to walk like that every day, You've got to remember. You can't get up willy-nilly and just go about life. You can't leave God at home and say, I'll see you when I get back this evening. You know, that kind of thing. You've got to remember that you live and breathe and have your being in him. You are his. Later, in Deuteronomy 6, let's go there. 
Moses, again, is speaking to the children of Israel. And those, Moses did a whole lot of speaking to the children of Israel. Because as we so, uh, you know, we like to beat up on the children of Israel because they seem to forget a lot. And they needed a lot of reminding. They needed a lot of repetition. They needed a lot of, you know, in them. And, and, and as much as we like to beat up on them, if you keep it real, you'll realize that we, we're very much like them. And I say that, I mean people in general. We, we tend to forget very easily. So Moses is calling for this wholehearted commitment. And, in, in, and I'm going to read you six, and I'll just kind of give you some commentary through it. And he says, these are the commands, decrees, and regulations that the Lord your God commanded me to teach you. You must obey them in the land that you are about to enter and occupy. And you and your children and your grandchildren must fear the Lord your God as long as you live. If you obey all, these, all his decrees and commands, you will enjoy a long life. Listen closely, Israel, and be careful to obey. Then all will go well with you, and you will have many children in the land flowing with milk and honey, just as the Lord your God, the God of your ancestors, promised you. How many of you want life to go well? I want life to go well. And it doesn't happen just willy-nilly. God says you've got to remember. You've got to obey. So it's more than just this knowing thing. Right, we get so proud when, when kids can spout out scripture again, speaking, you know, a, a Bible quiz and that they can memorize. But, but, but ultimately, we want them to understand what thus saith the Lord. Because you cannot obey what you don't understand. So that applies to all of us. In fact, one of those Psalms says, get knowledge and get wisdom, but with all that getting, get understanding. If I butcher that, nobody tell me. <laughs> I'm terrible. I could never be a Bible quiz. I would fail miserably. I will butcher up a scripture in a minute but you got the sentiment of it, right? Get understanding. You cannot obey what you don't understand. So if we want to live a life that's pleasing to God. We have to obey what God is, is teaching us. So listen, O Israel, the Lord is our God and the Lord alone. And you must love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. And you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I'm giving you today. Repeat them. Again and again. Why? Because we tend to forget. So we got to repeat them again. I'm think, right now as I'm talking, the whole time I'm sorry, I want you to think about your day-to-day life. I think we can walk and chew gum at the same time. Like I want you to, because, you know, sometimes we can sit there and we can say, well, Sister Susie need to know that. I wasn't talking about you, Susan. I'm just using the Susie in general, right? <laughs> uh-huh. That's what John, you know, sometimes we, 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 get to, we, we get to thinking about what applies to other people. But get the mode out your own eye first, right? Apply the scriptures to you. Think about your everyday life, right? Repeat them again and again to your children, he says. You got children? Are we doing that? Are you, are you making an effort to get in there with your children? Are you just hoping somehow they get it by osmosis just by being here on Sunday? You know, like, how are we doing? Again, it takes a deliberate effort. It takes this repetition because we all need to be reminded constantly of who we are. Talk about them when you're at home and when you're on the road and when you're going to bed and when you're getting up. That pretty much means all the time. You know, you could be brushing teeth. Johnny, what's that scripture? You know what I mean? You can be, you know, when you, when you, when, I know the, the Lancianos have a long commute to, to, to school, right? And they do their Bible quiz in the car. You know, just, I just had a perfect setup today. I wouldn't even think about these things. It's great. 
You know, but you take advantage of your life. Everybody has different lifestyle. We all can't do it the same way. But if you understand who you are and to whom you belong, then you make a way for it. Because literally your spiritual well-being, come on, God, that's a good one, right? That's what we said in a small group. Your spiritual well-being depends on it. You've got to keep this word in. You've got to stay in contact with God. You've got to remember. You can't just believe and set your trajectory on autopilot and hope for the best. It doesn't work like that. I don't care how mature you are. That scripture says, as long as you may live. We've got new saints in here. We've got old uh, believers in here, right? As long as you may live, you have to make an effort. Because how many of you know that the cares of life will swallow you up in a heartbeat? When you just get to going through life and doing you and doing whatever, you, and, you look, and all of a sudden you kind of come to, you're like, man, when the last time I read some word? When is the last time I had a conversation with God? When is the last time I felt his presence outside of church? Right. When is the last, you know, you, you fill in the blank. When's the last time? That's just really generally how life is. There's school, there's work, there's legit things that we all have to do. But those things will quickly crowd out. And you will find yourself that you have forgot the important thing. Because all those things are going to pass away. You know, I'm not anti-education. I'm not anti-work, right? We, you know, I believe in education. I believe you got to work to eat. Okay, we all need that, but, that does, but God knows that too. And yet he still says, I need to be top of the pile, right? I need to be at the top of the heap. And so, yeah, we have to do that every day. So teach our children. Talk about them when you're at home. Okay, I read that part. Okay, tie them to your hands and wear them on your foreheads as reminders. Now, that sounds a little bit drastic, though, doesn't it? Think about that. You have you seen the pictures? I started to put one in the slideshow today. Have you seen the pictures with the Jewish people that wear those phylacteries on their forehead? You know, it's like this big box, you know, on your, on your forehead, right? Tie them to your forehead as reminders and, 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 and write them on the doorpost of your house. So when you go into your house, you tap that baby. Oh, I remember who I am. When you go out the house, you tap that baby. Oh, I remember who I am. You see, I mean, it, 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 there's a constancy in it. And so the Jewish people do it to this day. Those that are devout, they, they still do that to this day. That's how important it was to remember. Now, I don't say that all of us have to go and get a scripture and stick it on our forehead, right, or, or stick a Bible to our doorpost. But whatever you got to do, whatever you have to do, put some system in place for you, whatever you have to do so that you can remember. The Lord our God will soon bring you into the land that he swore to give you when he made a vow to your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It is a land with large, prosperous cities that you did not build, and houses will be richly stocked with goods uh, that you did not produce. You will draw water from cisterns that you did not dig, and you will eat from vineyards and olive trees that you did not plant. When you have eaten your fill in this land, be careful not to forget the Lord who rescued you from slavery in the land of Egypt. Mm-mm-mm. There's another uh, area of awareness we need to be aware of. When you're in crisis and you're crying out to God, you know, it's, it's, it's very obvious when you're in a crisis that you need God. Right? That's how I came. Anybody else in here, did you come, did you come to God in a crisis? Uh-huh, raise your hand. You came, put it way up. Right? Most of us came in a crisis. 
we realize that whatever it is we were facing was beyond this human realm, right? It needed something other than this, this human realm can provide. Maybe you had been to a counselor and the counselor can't do it. You know, we got those songs, that, right? The doctor can't do it, right? You know, the preacher can't, you know what I mean? Right, we, we, we tried all of our, our uh, human avenues and methods and, and we found that, hmm, what I got going on is bigger than what a human can, can do. I believe in doctors, I believe in counselors, all those things, but, but ultimately it takes God. The best doctor can't deal with your sin-sick soul. It takes the God that we serve that can deal with this sin-sick soul. But my, 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 when God blesses and when he takes us out of that crisis and when he prospers us, we're at jeopardy of forgetting. Because when life is good, now we got opportunity. You know, when you're broke, you can't go nowhere. I know, trust me. <laughs> right? When you ain't got, it just it, it, it makes your life real small. Yes, I meant to say ain't got, y'all. I know, I know better how to say that, but I like to say that. Right? Makes life real small. You can only do with what you have. And if you don't have anything, you can't do much. But when God begins to bless and prosper, and now we can go places, we can do things. You know, more, more is on our, our radar when he expands our territory, if you will. Then we get forgetful. It's just the truth. We get forgetful. Hey, I'm not coming tonight because I'm going to this, you know. Or hey, I'm not going because I got. We get all these things to do other than the things of God. He says, be careful when I bring you into this land and when I bless you. And when you have all this abundance. And God wants us to have abundance. I really believe that. He said he came to give us life and life more abundantly. It's not just about the material things, but he, I, he, he wants us. He wants our needs met. But when those needs or when those gifts or those blessings, however you want to put it, become a stumbling block, oh, you got to remember. So when you start falling off, showing up, because you got something else to do, okay, I don't need to say it. Come back to the word. God foresaw that these things would happen. Stay in the word. Stay in the word. Stay connected with God. You've got to remember. Whatever, by whatever means you, you have to, you need to remember. Drop down, team. I'm going to skip some of what I had there. It was so important to remember that God put in reminders. Go to Exodus 31, 13. I'll give you some just for example. 31, 13. When, when God tells it, the children of Israel, for example, that they to keep Sabbath. Keep the Sabbath day. For the Sabbath is a sign of the covenant between me and you from generation to generation. It is given you so that you may know that I am the Lord who makes you holy. Sabbath was a, is a reminder. Notice I say it is a reminder. Sabbath, when you, when you acknowledge the Sabbath... You're recognizing who you are, to whom you belong, and that God is your provider. Because one of the reasons we keep going and we keep going and keep going is because we think our hustle is what's going to keep us surviving, you know, right? We think it's what we can produce, our livelihood. If I don't go to work today, if I don't make that OT today, if I don't do this today, if I, if I stop, everything's going to fall apart. But now who are you trusting in? God's saying, I want you to trust that I got your back. Right? That, that I can bless you more, 
on six days work. Most of us don't work six days, but you get my point. Some of you do. Some of you work the whole seven. Right? But, but I want you to trust in me that after that Sabbath day with that time you set aside that you still have. In fact, you might have more. You know, just apply that tithing principle. How in the world is it that we live better on less? I don't know, but that's, that's where our God comes in. So God said, trust me, even with your time, rest and know that I got you. See, it's a, it's a faith walk. It's a trust statement that we're making uh, when, it, when it comes to the Sabbath, for example. Uh, numbers, you know, talks about Numbers 15, Tina. I'm, I'm, I'm skipping past some of the things I had there. So he says, tell the people of Israel, be careful. To, oh, nope, nope, I read the wrong one. Then the Lord said to Moses, give the following instructions to the people of Israel. Throughout the generations to come, to, uh, to come, you must make tassels for the hems of your clothing and attach them with a blue cord. When you see the tassels, you will remember and obey all the commands of the Lord instead of following your own desires and defiling yourselves as you are prone to do. God even put, said, put some reminders on your clothes. I'm just, I'm just giving you some examples. That's, that's the extent we need to forget. I mean, that we, I'm, oh my goodness. That's the extent we need to remember. That even on your garments, put these, and I always thought, and I read that, I went, huh. You know, I thought that, for example, the, the, the way we dress was a, was a testimony to the world, right? There was this separating piece. It was a, distinct, a, a distinguishing factor. So the people would look at us and go, oh, those people are different. You know? And I believe there's an element of that in that. But I, but I see here that God said it's, it's more for the people to remember. It's more for you and I to remember who we are and to whom we belong. So I know our ladies tend to catch it more. You know, we're known for our long skirts. We are known for that. You know, we even take criticism for that. Get long skirts on. But when I wear my long skirt, I'm at the mall. You know, and everybody's wearing what they wear and showing all their goods and all their ins and outs. And then I'm like, woo, you know, hey, sit, you know, hey, we all where we are, right? We all, we, we got, we all came from somewhere. You know, I used to be there. So no judgment, no judgment zone, right? We all were somewhere before we came to Christ, right? You know, and sometimes I walk past the window and, you know, some, some days you're not dressed your best. And you look past one of them and you say, Lord, what do I have on? I say that about myself. But I remember to whom I belong. Ah, you know, so there's these reminders that we all need to, to have in place. That we can remember who we are. And there were others, right? There were festivals that God gave, right? That, that were to remember certain things that you don't, don't forget, you know, that when I brought you out of Egypt, right? And the celebration we had. Don't forget, you know, when the death angel passed over. All, all those things. There were festivals and there were memorials that God gave so that we would never forget that we would remember. And again, it wasn't a children of Israel problem. It's a people problem. We do tend to forget, especially in difficult times, we forget. Paul said to Timothy in 2 Timothy 3, he said, You should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be very difficult times, for the people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and not have and have no self-control. They will be cruel and they will hate what is good. They will betray their friends and, 
be reckless, be puffed up with pride, and love the pleasures rather than God, they will act religious, but they will reject the power that can make them godly. Stay away from people like that. So, so, so Paul is talking to, to uh, Timothy about the things that were going to happen in these last days. And I know Paul probably thought he was close to the last days back then, but if he thought he was close to the last days back then, then how much closer are we? Right, so there's some things we should just expect, right? This is, this Paul, he's saying these things are going to happen. So in them, be alert, pay attention. He said they are, uh, they are the kind who work their way into people's homes and win the confidence of vulnerable women who are burdened with the guilt of sin and controlled by various desires. Such women are forever following new teachings, but they are never able to understand the truth. The teachers oppose, uh, these teachers oppose the truth, uh, just as Janice and John Bray opposes Moses. He's, 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 he's reminding him of th- things that happened back in the times we were just talking about with, with Moses and the children of Israel. They have depraved minds and a counterfeit faith, but they won't get away with this for long. Someday everyone will recognize what fools they were, just as Janice and John Bray's. But you, Timothy, certainly know what I teach and how I live and what my purpose in life is. He's, he's calling to memory these things. He's saying, Timothy, remember. You know my faith, my patience, my love, and my endurance, and you know how much persecution and suffering I have endured. You know all about how I was persecuted in Antioch and Iconium and Lystra, but the Lord rescued me from all of it. Yes, and everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ will suffer persecution. But evil people and imposters will flourish, and they will deceive others, and, the, and they themselves be deceived. But you must remain faithful to the things that you have been taught. That means you got to remember. You, you can't remain faithful to something that you don't remember. I'm just driving home today. I got this one point for you. You have to remember the things that you have been taught. And you know they are truth, and you know you can trust those who taught you. You have been taught the Holy Scriptures from childhood. Timothy was one whose mother and grandmother more than likely did what God told them, right? When he got up in the morning, when they lay down in bed, when they walk in the street, like, you know, repeat these Scriptures. He said, you've been taught these things since childhood, and you have been taught the whole, and you have given wisdom to receive salvation that comes from trusting in Jesus Christ. In a nutshell, Paul is saying to Timothy and us that in the last days, Things are going to get ugly. And we're going to feel the pressure. But we must remember. We must remember. That's why we have the scriptures. Right? That, that all of the, I just read you scripture mostly this morning. I throw in some commentary, but I've read you scripture. If you stand in your, rear, in, in your word routinely, then these, by definition, you're going to be reminded that these things will come. God doesn't want us caught flat-footed. He doesn't want us off guard. So he gives us all these things so that when we face these situations, we will know. They were foretold and how we should conduct ourselves. We have to remember and we have to obey. If we're going to grow, if we're going to flourish, if we're going to reach this community, how many of you want to reach this community? I love you all, but I want all these seats full. Right? I want small groups flourishing. You know, the whole idea of each one teach one, that got, we, but you got to remember. See, when you go out, like I mentioned earlier, if you remember who you are and to whom you belong, when you go out in the morning, you're looking at this thing, this, this, your community is your mission field. See, now it's not about you. 
It's not about I got to go into this workplace today, you know, with this dreaded assignment or deal with these dreaded people or whatever it is. Even if you like your job, it's not about that. You see opportunity. I know I do. You see opportunity. You know, who can I touch today with some love? Who can I impact today? This Holy Spirit that's in me right, has power. People in your job know who you are. I didn't say you had to go around and be the big mouth and, you know, hey, everybody, you know, I'm a, I'm a Christian. I didn't say you had to go and be that, you know, but you, but you can live a certain way. Because when you, in this world that we're talking about, right, in these last days that Paul was, was saying that they're scoffers and everybody's, you know, doing their own thing and life is going to be crazy. Uh, trust me, uh, good sense stands out these days. Common sense. Godliness, it stands out. Because folk into some stuff. It's just the truth. So when you walk differently, when you're surrounded by hate and jealousy and people that are gossiping back by do these kind of things, and you and you and you are the person who don't carry gossip around the office. I'm just saying, these these little things we can right when you're not the one, they know not to come in your office with that foolishness. Right? They know who you are. Them same people will slip in when they need a prayer. I know. I worked at Christiana for 16 years, and there was a many person that slipped in that slip in that office. They know who you are. You may not ever spot it to them directly, but they know who you are because you walk differently, because you belong to God. So you live different. You're honest. It's a shame that honesty has to be a rarity, but you're honest. You ain't the one taking the office supplies. I remember that at, at, at Christiana, there was, um, I think it, it was one time a year, I think we did budget. Was either around, I think it was toward the end of the year when you, if you didn't use your budget, you lose your budget. That all the expenses would go up. People just, oh, oh, in September, right before school, August, September, people would, all of a sudden, the office supply budget would go up, right? Because people were ordering stuff for their home, for their personal, you know I mean, for, yeah, for their kids, and they were ordering that on the Christiana care budget, things like that. So, there's, you know, just think about your office, where you are. There's always these little underlying practices that people have to get over. When you're not that person, when you're the one with a positive word, when, you, when, you, when you're in the office with that negative name, you know, that person, all they got to do is say something negative and you got to, I'm just, my point is, your light is shining. When you remember, I'm here to affect my world. I'm a part of that go ye therefore that God talked about in Matthew. Right? I'm a child of the king. You must remember. That's how we want to evangelize this world. Not walking around looking like everybody else, being like everybody else, just acclimating, just blending in with this world. That's not how we're going to affect this world. How does that work? So we have to, it's, it's imperative that we remember. The choices that we make are indicative of, of if we remember or not. When you think significant things, when you think nothing of certain things, maybe it's your social media page and you're just doing whatever. Some of y'all look at your social media page, I'm like, what are they doing? You ever had that moment? You're like, as if you're not a Christian because you're on social media. You know, there's this disconnect in your life that when you realize that all of you belongs to him and all of you was made to worship him and all of you belongs to him. You know what I mean? Like, that you're his, and what a privilege it is. Let's talk about that. Moses started off telling the children of Israel what a privilege it is. This is the, you don't know how, you, how good you have it. Some of us need to remember We've gotten too far from the circumstances that God brought us from. 
We didn't got too cushy. We don't remember how rough life was, what those other gods demanded. Because whether you know it or not, you were serving some other gods. All of us were. You were bowing down to something or some things. And you thought all those things were so great. Or you thought you had to do what those things were dictating you had to do. And then God came in and set you free, right? I'm talking about the children of Israel, right? And then God came in and set you free. And now life is cushy. Now you just think, I'm going to walk around just enjoying these blessings, and I'm, you know, I'm not going to remember. You get lackadaisical. We get comfortable. You know, think about the, the church in Laodicea. You know, we get lukewarm. Somebody need to get fired up. All of us need to get fired up. We harness the power of God. God's spirit lives in us. You know what kind of power that is. You think back to the disciples when they were walking on the streets of Jerusalem, they walked by and the shadow just healed somebody. You know what I mean? I'm just talking about, come on, Jesus, bring it. However he wants to work through it. But, but I believe part of this has to, this, it's an awareness. There's an awareness that has to happen. God wants to work through us. You know, he's saying, be, be vigilant, people. Wake up. Pay attention. I want to reach this world. Wake up. Remember. So I don't know what you got to do. Each of us are different. Some of you are, you know, habit people, and you don't, you know, you don't, need, you don't need reminders. Some of y'all are in denial. You forget all kind of stuff. Don't laugh, Steve. I heard that chuckle. I literally thought to put this in my sermon today. Right? I, I, Steve and I meet Regina. Regina and I are known for being forgetful. We're funny. We're known for being forgetful. So we meet with Steve one day. I can't remember what it was. And he's talking. He's, you know, da, 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 da. he's giving all these stress. And we're like, yeah, right. Uh huh. You know, we're just giving them the, right? And then he looks and goes, neither one you're going to write this down? <laughs> and I'm like, huh? And he goes, you two are kidding yourself. Because <laughs> he knows that we forget, right? I mean, and we're just, and, we're just you know, look, and every time it's like, no, I got this. And then I get outside the door and be like, what did he say? You know, <laughs> you know and so, okay. But I've come to terms with that. I know Virginia has come to terms with that. Right? So now we, we use our tools, whatever it is we have to, we, we, that we need to to remember. I know Vincent's probably watching from Ohio. Vincent is funny. If you've ever been if you've ever been around Vincent for an extended period of time, you will hear all kind of bells and whistles go off. Right? He's got alarms. He's got reminders. He's got all kind of things. Ding, 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 because Vincent is keeping it real. <laughs> he knows he's forgetful. And therefore, he uses his tools to remind himself. That's smart. Right? His brother. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Mr. Hyper like me, right? You know, we a whole different. He's still in denial. I love him to death. But he's still, he's growing. He, he's growing. We all, hey, you know, we, we got to teach the young people. But how many of you are like me and Caleb, right? <laughs> you know, who you know you're forgetful, but you keep walking through life like, I remember. And you know you're not, right? <laughs> you know, keep it real, people. So whatever you got to do, you know, on your cell phone, whether it's a reminder, we got these lovely devices that are with us all the time. Most of us have them with us all the time. We wake up in the morning, we look at them. It's the truth, right? It's like one of the first things we do. I get my cell phone off my, off my um, nightstand, and I can't even see straight yet. You know, in the morning, you got to get your... And I pull it real close. 
you know. Most of the time, I want to see what time it is, you know. Kind of, I pull it right here, right? And then I hear CNN. I'm a little bit of a news junkie. Right? And then I hear CNN. And I can't, but my point is we have these things that are already habits, routine things that we do, right? Set yourself some reminders. I'm talking about we're going to make some movement here. We're going to grow as Christians. We're going to evangelize this world. You've got to go out here. You've got to live your life like you belong to God. You cannot forget. So whatever it takes, may not be the tassels, may not, may not be the phylacteries on our foreheads. It may not be the same things, right? But you've got to do what you have to do. If, if you have something that you do first thing in the morning, every morning, then put yourself a reminder in that place every morning. Like leave it there so you can remember, right? And not only, it's not just to recognize, but okay. There's little prayers. God don't require long drawn our prayers. You know, I love the one that Paul said after God knocked him on his keys on the road to Damascus and he had this whole revelation about who God was and he gets up and he says, Lord, what would you have me to do? See, if you belong to him, then you know you're on assignment. I believe that. You're on some type of assignment. Sometimes it's growth for you. You know, and sometimes it's reaching. And maybe it's a combination of both. But when you get up in the morning, what is your focus? God, direct my path today. Let me encounter someone. Let me grow some kind of way. Whatever it is that God has, he knows what you need. He knows what he wants to do in this world, but it's that awareness you have to remember. Lord, what would you have me to do? Get your orders in the morning. You know, thinking about this army of God. What, 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 what's my orders for today, God? And yes, he can give you orders that apply to your workplace. Quit making excuses for why you can't. Stop making, stop, stop making yourself the sub-Christian. You know, giving yourself a pass about these foundational things, right? You know, we talked some weeks ago when I was up here, we talked about, you know, getting to your word every day. Growing in Christ, learning what does say at the Lord, flourishing in that thing. How you doing with that? I know some of you formed your little group. I think that was pretty cool. You know, where you made a, 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 a more concerted effort to get in there and maybe get somebody else in there with you to be more accountable so you would... would Remember to engage the word every day. So we're trying to grow here. We want to be in the right place that God can use us. You ever heard of the thing? We talk about computers, right? Computers can only bring out what we put into them. Right? Same thing with us. Right? We need to feed the spirit of God. We need to be nourished. We need to, we need to be healthy. We need to remember. Remember to whom we belong and who our God is. No matter what the challenge, we need to serve God with our whole heart. Can't give God the crumbs. Can't make living for him, you know, uh, an afterthought. You know, do your whole day for you and then, you know, at at night you want to give him a two-second prayer before you fall asleep. Caleb, I'm wrapping up. You have to give him your whole life. If you say you belong to him, how much of how you live is for him? I mean, it's just these real simple things, right? I know today wasn't anything earth-shattering, but I'm trying to put it in ways that just makes, you know, brings it again right down to where we live, our everyday life. My walk is no more important than your walk. We all are his people. This God who inhabited our praise today so much so that he came to speak with us, 
to let us know that he was here. We, we felt his presence even before then, but he's the same God who will go with you. He's the same God who will lead you. This whole body is an army for God. We are his people. This altar's open. I welcome you to come up and pray. Spend a little time talking to him. Talk to God about where you are. Talk to God about whatever you might see as obstacles to growing and flourishing in him. What are those obstacles that keep you from remembering, that you keep getting it? I mean, sometimes it's just the same old, same old thing. You say, why does this keep happening? You know, maybe you, you, you've got to do something to move the dial on this. You've got to do something to, to, to continue to grow and to flourish. I don't care how old you are, how long you've been in Christ, you need to remember as long as you live that you belong to him and what he wants from you. Jesus, we thank you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus, we thank you for your word. God, we thank you, Lord, for your presence in this place, Lord Jesus, for loving us, oh God. Oh, Jesus, for wanting us to grow and to experience the fullness of your blessings, Lord Jesus. Oh, God, help us, oh God. Personalize this message to our hearts today, Lord Jesus. You know where we are, Lord Jesus. You know what we're facing. You know our habits. You know our tendencies. You know what we're prone to, God. Help us, oh God. Help us to keep it real with you, Lord Jesus, that you can help us, oh God. For we want to enter the land that you have promised us, Lord Jesus. We want to live a life that's abundant. We want to be a part of evangelizing this community, Lord Jesus. Help us, oh God, to get in the right place, Lord Jesus, that you can work through us more optimally, Lord Jesus. Help us, oh God, to be purposeful, Lord Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. We worship you, Lord. We thank you for your goodness, Lord Jesus. Oh, Jesus, help us to know how important you are. We are indeed your special possession, Lord Jesus. What an honor it is, oh God, to serve you, Lord, and to be yours. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. We want to honor you with our whole lives, Lord Jesus. For you're worthy, Lord Jesus. Oh, Jesus, no one is as good to us as you are, Lord. Help us to remember what you brought us from, oh God. Oh, Jesus, and the good life that you have given us, oh God. Hallelujah. Seeko your baki. Bless your name this morning. Stay call your bucky. Hallelujah. We bless your name, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Help us to remember the sacrifice that you made at Calvary, oh God. Who else would lay down their lives for us, Lord Jesus? We could be free. Thank you, God, for setting us free, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, for washing us in our in your blood, Lord Jesus, and filling us with your spirit, oh Lord. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. 
Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, you're a great God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Have your way in our lives, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise your name. You need to get your phones out right now and put a reminder in to make some reminders. <laughs> by the time we hug everybody's neck and, and get to chit-chatting as we leave here, whatever, by the time we get to our cars, we, we, we may be prone to forget. So if you need to pull your phone out right now or scribble it down somewhere in your purse or your wallet or whatever, I need to set some reminders. Go ahead and do that. You got to go after it. Anything that's worth it takes effort. We can never forget. Well, you are dismissed in Jesus' name. Have a beautiful afternoon and, and, and children and youth.